Today's reading is John chapter 7. In this chapter, Jesus goes to Jerusalem during the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles and teaches in the temple. And uh, there are several things worth noting here, so let's consider some of them. Um, and I guess the first one is, is sort of the almost confusing thing. He wasn't going, then he did go. What's going on? Uh, the chapter opens with Jesus' brothers getting ready to go to Jerusalem for the Jewish Feast of Booths and urging Jesus to go up with them. Now, to begin with, if you read the story, there appears to be a confusing exchange between Jesus and his brothers at first glance. In verse 3, Jesus' brothers try to persuade Jesus to go up to Jerusalem with them for the feast. In verse 5, Jesus declines, saying, My time has not yet come. More on this in the next uh, section. And in verse 7, Jesus actually says to his brothers, You go up to the feast. I am not going up to the feast, for my time has not yet fully come. Now, this wouldn't be confusing at all, uh, did not verse 10 say, but after his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, but not publicly, but in private. So what's going on here? John says that Jesus told his brothers he wasn't going to the feast, and then he says that Jesus did go to the feast. To some, the only options here are John contradicted himself or Jesus lied. They don't want to say Jesus lied, so they say John simply contradicted himself. But let me insert here another viewpoint. Without question, Jesus wasn't lying. Uh, he was simply not. He, he never sinned in any kind of way. But further, John wasn't a dummy. He was not so dumb as to contradict himself within the space of three verses. So how do we understand this? Well, two things to consider. First, some of the very oldest manuscripts of verse 7 have the word yet um, at the end, rendering it as if Jesus said, I am not going up to this feast yet. And that would certainly leave room for his decision in verse 10 to go, but the original reading is most likely just exactly how it reads in our Bibles. Jesus simply says, I'm not going up to this feast, but it still is no contradiction because of the present tense in which Jesus was speaking. It should be interpreted as Jesus telling his brothers, I am not now going up to Jerusalem with you, which still leaves room for his decision in verse 10 to go up later on his own. This seems to be the intent, since John specifically points out that Jesus went to Jerusalem, not publicly, but in private. Next, um, we're told that not even his brothers believed in him. So perhaps the, that's probably perhaps the most shocking uh, statement in that exchange, which comes in verse 5, where John remarks that not even his brothers believed in him. One might think that anybody, uh, of anybody, John's own brothers would have recognized who he really was since they had uh, more access to Jesus than anybody. But then again, perhaps that was a major reason why they didn't believe at that point, precisely because they had more access to Jesus than anyone and had grown up with him. Isn't that often how it happens? What's the old phrase? Familiarity breeds contempt. It's not that Jesus had flaws and sins that his brothers at home would have known about, but which he kept hidden in public. I mean, Scripture clearly tells us in Hebrews 4.15 and 1 Peter 2.22 that he, he had no sin. Rather, it was more than likely that they simply saw Jesus every day and it was difficult for them to see Jesus as anything but ordinary. It was impossible at this point for them to imagine that the brother they had grown up with was the eternal son of the father who takes away the sin of the world. 
Jesus said in the last chapter, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Without the drawing of the Father and awakening by the Holy Spirit, their, their familiarity with Jesus only hardened them against him. It wouldn't be until after his resurrection that they would believe in him, Acts 1.14. Third, let's think about that phrase, my time. Three times in this chapter, Jesus refers to his time or his hour. Twice to his brothers, he said, my time has not yet come, verse 6, or my time has not yet fully come, verse 8. Later, uh, John explained that no one was able to arrest Jesus. Why? Verse 30, because his hour had not yet come. Jesus had already made a similar statement in John 2, 4, and we'll say twice more in John 8, 20 and John, 8, and John 13, 1. What hour or time is Jesus referring to? John 13, 1 is more specific when it says, quote, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father. Every point of Jesus' life and ministry was aimed at this hour. It's another way in which John emphasizes the divine sovereignty of Jesus as he gave his life for our sins. He would later tell the Pharisees in John 10, 18, No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. Finally, we see Nicodemus again. I want you to notice another appearance of Nicodemus the Pharisee. Remember that Jesus had a very important conversation with him back in chapter 3 and the necessity of being born again in order to see the kingdom of God. At that point, uh, Nicodemus was dumbfounded by what Jesus was saying. But here at the end of chapter 7, we find Nicodemus showing remarkable sympathy toward Jesus in the presence of his colleagues in verse 50. For this... He was mildly chastised and challenged by the other Pharisees in verse 51. But in all this, we see another glimpse of what appears to be the Lord drawing Nicodemus to faith in Christ. Keep an eye on Nicodemus in John's gospel. He will make another appearance. It just goes to show you that uh, more often than not, people hear the gospel of Jesus Christ many times before they are born again and come to faith in him. Look at Nicodemus and remember how valuable it is every time you have an opportunity to witness to another person about Jesus. Even if they don't come to faith right then, uh, your witness might be part of a long chain of experiences through which the Lord eventually draws someone to saving faith in Jesus. Every witness opportunity is valuable. Take every opportunity and rejoice with everyone. And those are some thoughts from John chapter 7.